This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. In 2 Samuel chapters 15 through chapter 19, we can read an account of David and his son Absalom that is heartrending. Now, this is the account of David's very own son attempting to overthrow his father's reign as king, and that would tear at the very heartstrings of any parent. Because of length, I'm going to summarize some of these verses rather than read them. It came to pass that Absalom got a chariot and horses for himself and fifty men to run before him. This was a signal of his power and claim to heir to the throne. Absalom would get up early and stand near the city gate, the hub of the town, for judicial business and social interaction. Anyone who had a problem, a suit, petition, or case for the king to settle, to judge, they would come here. When someone came, Absalom would call out and say, What city are you from? And their answer would be, I'm from such and such a tribe of Israel, or I'm your servant. Then Absalom would say, Look, your claims are right, they're sound and valid and just. But the king has no one, no representative or deputy, to listen to you. Absalom would also say, Oh, I wish someone would make or appoint me judge in this land. I would show them justice. The people would come near Absalom to bow before him. Now this bowing down shows that the people had slowly acclimated to the situation of Absalom having authority. When they did, Absalom would reach out his hand and take hold of them and kiss them to show that he treated them as an equal. Absalom did that to all the Israelites who came to King David for decisions or judgment. In this way, Absalom stole the hearts of all of Israel. So after forty years, Absalom said to King David, Please let me go to Hebron. I want to carry out a promise, a vow that I made to the Lord, while I, your servant, was living in Geshur in Aram. I said, If the Lord takes me back to Jerusalem, I will worship him in Hebron. So the king said, Go in peace. So Absalom went to Hebron, but he sent secret messengers, spies or runners, through all the tribes of Israel. And they told the people, When you hear the trumpets say this, Absalom is king at Hebron. Well, Absalom had taken two hundred men to go with him. So they sent from Jerusalem with him innocently, but they didn't know what he was planning. While Absalom was offering sacrifices, he sent for Ahithophel, one of the people who advised David to come from his hometown of Gilo. So Absalom's plans were working very well, and the conspiracy grew stronger. More and more people began to support him. A messenger came to David, saying, The Israelites are giving their loyalty. Their hearts are with Absalom. David sent all of his officers and servants who were with him in Jerusalem to them. We must leave quickly. If we don't, we won't be able to get away from Absalom. We must hurry before he catches us and overtakes us and kills the people of Jerusalem. David was concerned about his people in Jerusalem. He didn't want them to suffer any harm. So this kind of sets the stage for Absalom as he sets about to overthrow the king that God appointed to rule over his people. Absalom's own father. We should all go back and read this account occasionally as we can glean many important lessons from it. Such a sad picture is painted for us in this account of the life of both David and Absalom. Father and son, blood kin,
pride and anger, coupled with resentment and jealousy, most often result in disaster. And such is the case in this instance. David loved his son, and a careful reading of this entire account shows us that Absalom, while he may have loved his father, simply wanted the crown, obviously at any cost. Hopefully we do not show these behaviors toward our Lord today, desiring things our way rather than His. But you know, sometimes we do lose our way in this life. We forget our true calling to be obedient followers of what God has not only told us but has shown us to be. These things were written for examples and for learning, both the good behaviors and the mistakes and sins that should not be repeated. Romans 15.4 When we read of them, we're admonished and often chastised. This lesson just looked at did not have a happy ending. Second Samuel 18.5 tells us that David desired for his soldiers to deal gently with his son. It says, And the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave all the captains charge concerning Absalom. They all heard the king's request. Verses 7 through 8 of chapter 18 says 20,000 Israelites were slaughtered that day, and the battle was scattered over the face of all that country. And the saddest part of all, Absalom's desire to be king never came to fruition. Second Samuel 18, 9 through 10 states, And Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick boughs of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and he was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule that was under him went away. And a certain man saw it, and told Joab, and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanged in an oak. David's servant Joab took care of Absalom and made sure that his life was taken. It's a very interesting account. Now not only how Joab, Joab took care of the situation, but of how pride and resentment can rule our lives to the point of disaster, sin, and heartache. I would encourage everyone to delve into this inspired account of history that we've been given by God, even if we've read it many times. There's so much in there. And we can get a full picture if we would read it very slowly and take it to heart every now and then. And it's also encouraging to us today to make sure that we make wise and faithful choices in this life, measuring and weighing our words and actions. Remember Romans 15:4 that I said earlier, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And the final words we read in chapters 18, uh, 31 and following says, And behold, Cushai came, and Cushai said to David, Tidings, my lord the king, for the Lord hath avenged thee this day of all them that rose up against thee. And the king said to Cushai, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cushai answered, The enemies of my lord the king, and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt, be as that young man is. That was pretty obvious then that that was the end of the coup. And the king was much moved, and went up to the chamber over the gate, and wept, and as he went, thus he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would to God I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son. And it was told Joab, Behold, the king weepeth and mourneth for Absalom. And the victory that day was turned into mourning unto all the people. For the people heard say that day how the king was grieved for his son, and the people gat them by stealth 
that day into the city, as people being ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, O my son Absalom, O Absalom, my son, my son. And Joab came into the house to the king and said, Thou hast shamed this day the faces of all thy servants, which this day have saved thy life, and the lives of thy sons and of thy daughters, and the lives of thy wives, and the lives of thy concubines, in that thou lovest thine enemies and hatest thy friends. For thou hast declared this day that thou regardest neither princes nor servants. For this day I perceive that if Absalom had lived, and all we had died this day, then it had pleased thee well. Now therefore arise, go forth, and speak comfortably unto your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if thou not go forth, there will not tarry one with thee this night, and that will be worse unto thee than all the evil that befell thee from thy youth until now. Then the king arose and sat at the gate, and they told unto all the people, saying, Behold, the king doth sit in the gate. And all the people came before the king, for Israel had fled every man to his tent. Wow, the king is now at the gate, doing the judging that Absalom was doing. In the end, David did the right thing, the godly thing. He brought God's people together in spite of losing his own beloved son. It is certainly a trial I would not want to face, but I pray that if I ever had to do so, I would choose to take that stand for God. Yes, even with my own erring family member. Today we don't fight that battle physically. It's a spiritual battle. We will either fight for righteousness and the ways of God, or we're going to give in to the ways that please men. But we must take a hard stand to live eternally with the Lord our King. I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.